You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here on Locked On Fantasy Football, we're rolling through our seasons in review here. So we've now broken into the second half of teams. We started with the AFC South yesterday with the Texans and weighing that with the Deshaun Watson situation. Now we know with the Colts, our next team up here on the list, that they have a quarterback solution. So we'll break that down for you. What happened last year with Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz? I had a breakdown of that trade specifically in the fallout of that. But this will look at the Colts as a whole here looking across positions and seeing what they're doing here. At running back, wide receiver, tight end, uh, defense, kicker, there as well and then also look at some of the challenges that are ahead for the Colts or some of the opportunities that are ahead for the Colts here as they go into the 2021 off season so good team to break down here they do have some potential to get better so we'll do that then of course the next couple teams up will be the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans we'll get to those and if there's any breaking news like another trade Watson, someone else, uh, we'll have a reaction to that. So rolling along here with the off-season mode of Lockdown Fantasy Football as we get closer to free agency and the 2021 NFL Draft. All right, so let's look at the Colts. Let's look at where they were last year production-wise. You had uh, Phillip Rivers, 20th there in overall scoring at quarterback, 15.69 points per game 28th however in the average points 22 was Carson Wentz 17.78 he was actually hired number 20 so really at Philip Rivers fall outside in terms of the average per game outside of the QB2 realm while Carson Wentz is actually a little bit better QB2 when you look at his starts he made given that he missed four games he was more in the QB1 range here for most of the season until he basically was active as a backup for those games that uh, Jalen Hurts started. So he was close to the 19, 20 points per game that as you're looking at that put him in the realm of QB1. And part of it was he had to put up enough numbers there where they just couldn't run the ball effectively. Their defense had some hit or miss situations. He would run to help his stats and uh, find enough here with touchdowns to make that production happen. So we know, again, there's some potential here to get better. Yeah, Philip Rivers, 24 TDs, 11 interceptions, 41-69 passing. So didn't give anything running there. So the Colts will have that element here with uh, Carson Wentz a little bit more. It's not like he takes off and is one of those just total explosive runners, but he's got the athleticism. He can close some drives with his uh, running ability here. So you expect the one thing to go away, really two things, are going to be the sacks and interceptions. 50 sacks 
he was sacked the most times by of any quarterback in the league last year. Also threw the most interceptions with 15. He was 16-15 there. So we expect that to improve. Here's uh, passing yardage was uh, pretty atrocious here over those uh, 12 games, 26-20. So didn't even break 3,000. So you figure the bump, the Colts are going to push him towards 4,000. That's a good bump already. And then let's look at the numbers for Carson Wentz. Again, this was a big part of his production that made him uh, even in that conversation for a pretty nice QB2, borderline QB1 in some formats. When he was starting five rushing TDs along with 276 rushing yards. So really the five scores, a bit of an anomaly there for a quarterback. But those can balance out by Wentz throwing for more yards and more touchdowns here with uh, the Colts. So... Again, am I going to go nuts about drafting Carson Wentz here in my leagues? No, but I still think he's an intriguing QB, too. It's some upside here. He's going to get better protection. They're going to get better at left tackle. They'll figure out a way to uh, replace Anthony Costanzo. they got a lot of other resources here to help the quarterback. And they will also be committed to running the ball, which we know will open things up for the play action, bootlegs, and all that for Carson Wentz. So good situation there for sure. And again, the running... The touchdown's hard to duplicate from year to year, but again, Rivers gave zero in that department. So that is definitely a bump up there. And again, so Wentz is going to lift up the Colts in terms of having some running potential quarterback. The Colts are going to lift up Wentz and making him a lot more effective here. So you look at Philip Rivers, he's actually at minus eight. So you're gaining a way more amount, and that Philip Rivers nowhere near to rushing to a a touchdown there in 2020 either. All right, so the next uh, thing we have to look at on the Colts is their running back production. And this might surprise you because it took a while to get there, but Jonathan Taylor was number six, 15.7, and he still was a RB1 when you look at it in half-point PPR points per game at number 10. So Taylor, he only started 13 games, played 15, 1,169 yards rushing, 11 TDs there. Then he added uh, 36 catches, 299 yards, and a TD through the air. So, the, yeah, he was developing into a dominant feature back there later in the season once uh, Marlon Mack was long gone on the shelf. They didn't mess around trying to put in Jordan Wilkins. They were very limited with the usage for Naheem Hines. And you had Jonathan Taylor explode as we thought he could. We just had to wait for it a little bit. He was definitely worth that uh, early RB2 pick if you were aggressive in doing so and thought he might see the volume. It took a break with Mac and it took a little bit of convincing, but once they had to get downhill and finish the season, uh, he just dominated. And uh, again, great floor to build on here. 1468 yards from scrimmage and 12 TDs. Now, Naeem Hines, this also may surprise you. He was 20th in overall scoring, 10.1 and half point PPR. 32nd, however, when you do it at average points per game. So he was durable and active, played all 16 here. He had 63 catches, pretty healthy number, 482 and four TDs. He also had three TDs on the ground. So 862 and seven from scrimmage from Naeem Hines. So again, I don't see him doing as much work in the past game, but Taylor taking over there. there. So Taylor has more to build on with the Heinz production. And you look at the rushing, I don't think you'll see him touch the ball nearly as much there. He did have 89 carries, so 
He's still going to be involved, but keep in mind Jordan Wilkins had 84. So they were pretty even split after Taylor got 232 rushing attempts, 89-84, 380 for Himes, 308 for Wilkins. And Wilkins is just not going to cut in much in the passing game there at all if he's still around here. He's a stronger cut candidate. He was like that preseason in uh, 2020, but the Colts decided to keep him. Turned out to be important with Mack going down. Marlon Mack's a free agent, so he's definitely going to be out of the mix. So anything that Mack and Wilkins did there on the ground, Taylor should own. Hines should still be involved as a receiver, but Taylor should see a more expanded role there as well to pad his strong RB1 status for 2021. Yeah, so there you have the Colts quarterback and running back production look back there. We need to so look at wide receiver, which wasn't as rosy, and tight end, uh, even a further drop down. We'll do that in our next segment. But first, I got to tell you, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. That's the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. We'll be right back here to check in on the disappointment of the Colts wide receivers from 2020. All right, let's continue the show. Uh, Quarterback wasn't so good. Running back was pretty darn good at the end. Wide receiver, however, rather disappointing for the Colts. And a lot of things in flux here as we go into 2021. T.Y. Hilton ended up with 9.1 fantasy football points per game and a half point PPR. That was 40th overall and 49th per game. So pretty brutal there for T.Y. Hilton. He played 15 games. 56 catches, 762 and 5. So that's very limited production there. A lot of it came in some bigger games down the stretch. Not really consistent there at all. You look at Zach Pascal, you drop to 56, 7.2. 73rd is the average there. So 44 catches, 629 and 5. So really, Hillman and Pascal weren't really that far from their production matching each other. So really disappointing. But look at Michael Pittman Jr., he was pretty good, we know. He was only healthy and active uh, as a starter for half these games last year as a rookie. 40 catches, 503 yards, and a TD. So in limited work, he was a lot more effective than either uh, Hilton or Pascal. And he should have a bigger role this year. can play a big slot. He can be an outside possession guy. He can also stretch the field and also finish well in the red zone. So T.Y. Hilton... Probably going to be gone here from the Colts. There's no reason to bring him back. He's in the other side of 30. He slowed down. Didn't have a very good year. They're transitioning to a new quarterback. So Michael Pittman has a good chance to emerge as the go-to guy. Pascal can work the slot. And keep in mind, they expect to return Paris Campbell here. So he's going to slot in, really slot in as a guy, maybe inside or outside here that can play off these guys. So I expect Pittman to be the number one, Campbell to be a big factor as a big play guy with the speed and quickness, and they move on from there. So Campbell, he didn't play much at all last year, so they want to use him as a cog. They like his speed. Ohio State guy has some good quickness as well. So yeah, this could definitely be a lot different here. Pascal 
was out of desperation because Hilton wasn't doing anything, but I could see this uh, tilt a lot to, Pilt, or to Pittman and Campbell here for Carson Wentz. Remember, new quarterback, new situation. The chemistry is going to be different. Pittman didn't really help himself early by saying he wasn't going to give up number 11 to Carson Wentz, but I think they'll come around here. So, again, Campbell reminds you of some of the speedsters they had in Philadelphia that Carson Wentz had some success with Pittman. The Alshon Jeffries, uh, Travis Fulgums of the world, those are the same type of build receivers you can throw to. So definitely can see it uh, transitioning here to those three guys with uh, Hilton out of the mix and Pascal being more of a valuable role player here for the Colts in uh, possession situations with the other two guys, Pittman getting the touchdowns and Campbell getting the, the bigger plays to stretch the field. Now, tight end, we look at the Colts here. It was definitely an ugly committee. You had uh, Trey Burton. He finished 25th, 5.3 yard for fantasy points per game and half point per guard. 29 for Mo Alley-Cox, 4.6. Jack Doyle, 3.8. So overall, these averages were even lower, 28, 34, and 42nd for the Colts tight end. So when you have three tight ends, usually it means you have zero that are of relevance in fantasy football. Here, Jack Doyle is usually the most reliable. He wasn't fully healthy last year, so that also played into what happened uh, with these uh, receivers here. So, uh, again, I think Doyle is really the guy that's the most reliable. And keep in mind, we know how big of a deal tight end was for Wentz there with Zach Ertz and then with Dallas Goddard. So, he only started 12 games last year. Doyle, 251 and 3. Mo Ali Cox had uh, 394 and 2 there at uh, tight end. And Trey Burton, 250 and 3. So these guys combined for 8 TDs and a good chunk of yardage here for sure, almost uh, 900 yards. So they got 908 from their tight ends. If it was one tight end, it would have been excellent. You would have had a tight end one. Unfortunately, they tried to piecemeal it. So we want Burton to not be re-signed. We don't mind Zach Ertz coming in here. We want them to make Jack Doyle into a blocker if they're not going to expand his role here. So we'll watch for the Ertz acquisition here. Otherwise, you think Burton having the Philadelphia connection with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz could have a shot here being more productive. So, yeah, I'm saying Burton are a newcomer. Again, Doyle's just been a guy. He's been reliable, but a lot of his production was in the Andrew Luck era. Getting a little older, he's a good inline blocker, helps in the running game and all that. Mulally Cox is a great athlete and can make things happen, but he'd have to land in a situation where they don't re-sign Burton or go out and get Ertz here into the mix. But if they kind of sit on Burton's situation, you'd think he'd be the guy that they look at as a guy to feature in the passing game. So a lot of things could still happen with the Colts uh, tight ends, but we need to have a little bit more clarity on one guy being in the main man in being targeted. Now, it does get better when we talk about kicker and defense for the Colts. Rodrigo Blankenship, the spectacled one, number six there among kickers. So he was solid, 9.4 points per game. Indoors, he did miss a few big kicks, and we've seen that with Adam Vinatieri in the past, but good replacement for Vinatieri after the greatest kicker there retired. Blankenship keep it going with his uh, range there from Georgia. So I think he'll be a more consistent force, and this offense is going to score a lot of points. More points, put the Blankenship in better positions here overall, indoors, still half their games, and then uh, the other good weather that you get with Houston and uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee. So no adverse conditions for Blankenship, and again, he, he's here to stay 
as a kicker here. I don't think he's going to last as long as Vinatieri did, but he's going to be around making a lot of uh, kicks for the Colts going forward and be in that conversation if you need to still start when you're late. Finally, we look at uh, the situation there with uh, the defense special teams. They're actually third right there behind the elite units in this league. Uh, the Rams had a big year, we know that, but the Colts weren't too far behind. 8.6 points per game here in defense special team scoring. Very good defense, but they have to navigate a few potential losses. Anthony Walker, Justin Houston are free agents here, so something to watch there. But the Colts also uh, retained Matt Eberflus, their defensive coordinator. They did lose Nick Sirianni, who takes over the Eagles as the head coach, the offense coordinator, but... Eberflus, good scheme, good playmakers on this team overall. Again, they'll have to navigate through some potential losses, but good depth, good uh, guys who can get after the quarterback and uh, make plays on the ball in coverage. All right, so there's a look at uh, the Colts uh, scoring there in 2020 as we transition to the 2021 offseason. Before we get into all that, i got to tell you, uh, about Rock Auto, where the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need at a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? Choose the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket at rockauto.com you'll find a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for a vehicle and choose the brand specifications, the most important prices you prefer. You'll find everything there at rockauto.com from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's you, the classic driver, you're the daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your. Best of all, price at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? To save right now, go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on, and they're how did you hear about us box so they know that you're sent by us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll be right back here to close our look as the 2021 offseason Colts. All right, we do need to finish up our look at the Colts here. Here, but I do have a programming reminder for you. For some NFL teams, the game is over here in free agency, but the work is just beginning for the draft. Join Trevor Sikkim and Benjamin Sulak of Locked On Draft Podcast every Tuesday as they start their team takeover Tuesday offseason series. Every week they pick a new team, they take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, a roster view, free agent strategies, and go through a team centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday. Over at Lockdown NFL Draft, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so we're talking offseason here as well with the Colts. And uh, looking at them, they're $43 million under the cap. And that was including the Carson Wentz deal here that put them $25 million less. So they were at $68 million. So Carson Wentz is their new starting quarterback. Fit him in. Still have plenty of money to use in free agency if they so choose. Jacoby Brissett. They'll move on from him as a key free agent. Maybe he'll bring him back as a cheap backup. But the free agents there that they need to be concerned about, T.Y. Hilton probably going to be walking. Marvin Mack, we expect him to walk. Trey Burton could go either way. I would lean toward if they're happy with 
Doyle and Burton and maybe getting Ertz that they let uh, Burton go as well. So those three guys could be gone, opening opportunities more for Pittman, Taylor, and uh, maybe Moali Cox here with the way things could play out if those guys move on. Defensively, I mentioned uh, Justin Houston and Anthony Walker. Also, Xavier Rhodes, the corner that they acquired from the Vikings. There is a free agent as well as uh, Malik Hooker, a safety that can make a lot of plays. He's been injured quite a bit here, but the Colts certainly have the money here to bring back their key free agents for uh, 2021, and uh, I don't think any of those guys will be offensive unless Brissett stays as the backup in Frank Reich's system. So where do they go offensively? Do they go target potential Allen Robinson? Do they try to get him? Do they look at uh, Deshaun Jackson there as a big play threat that they would look at with the connection with Wentz? We mentioned Ertz as someone they could target for sure. Where else do they go? Do they look at uh, some offensive line help with Alejandro Villanueva available? Trent Williams, two guys that you can definitely go pick up here and plug in at left tackle. Older guys there to replace Costanzo. So the Colts have a lot of possibilities. I think they'll focus first on uh, keeping Walker and then Houston and then see what they can do with, with their other in-house options before going out and making signings. And we've seen with Chris Ballard, the general manager, they're careful but not too aggressive here. Now, the Colts are sitting on only six picks in the draft. Remember, they made a trade with the uh, 49ers last year to acquire DeForest Buckner, so that changed things up here. So six picks, number 21 overall, number 54, number 118, number 149, number 182, and number 213. So number 21, no, I don't have to take a quarterback now. You could look at an offensive tackle. Is it Christian Darrisaw of Virginia Tech? Is that the target there? Do they look at a Legia Vera Tucker of USC? Somebody there in the offensive line would make a lot of sense with Costanzo leaving. They could also look at defense, try to upgrade their edge pass rush a little bit. Maybe look at corner, knowing that they're losing roads here. So defense certainly will be at play a little bit here, but it's hard to see the Colts are really wanting to go offense. I know some people have them taking a receiver there to replace Hilton, but again, with Pittman and Campbell and Pascal and maybe going out and getting a complimentary free agent, I don't know if they're going to go that direction in the draft. But certainly it frees them up. No quarterback forced situation, number 21, which is good because None of the five first-rounders are likely to be available there at that pick at 21, so it avoids them from worrying about that. I don't know if they're a big trade up or trade down candidate to splash here, but yeah, I think they'll go with best player available, and right now it's between uh, maybe someone for the defensive uh, front here, either an edge rusher or a defensive tackle, looking at an offensive lineman or a uh, help at in the back end there in the secondary. I think those are their three options with offensive line being the favorite pick right now. That's who I have them taking, uh, looking at uh, Darasaw in the first round of the draft after uh, guys like Panay Sewell of Oregon and Rashawn Slater of Northwestern are gone at uh, offensive tackle. So there you have a look at the Colts here in uh, 2020, transitioning to 2021. We're excited about their prospects. Carson Wentz should rebound here. Jonathan Taylor is going to be a stud. They have some receiving potential. The tight ends could be a little bit better. And we know they have a pretty good baseline of kicker and defense. So that's what we're looking for. Every team to be fantasy relevant in every position and give you the best possible options. And the Colts are definitely headed that direction with Wentz in there for Frank Reich. A lot of things can uh, fall into place 
around the quarterback there now that you have Taylor up and running as a strong feature back in the backfield. So, yeah, looking forward to what the Colts do. I think this team finished 11-5 last year. I think they'll be on it again with uh, Reich, good coaching, good leadership there with Ballard. So, again, I expect them to know that they got a good asset, that they want to build up in Wentz and really try to support him in every which way. And, again, skill position certainly could be targeted at wide receiver there either in free agency or the draft to help. But, yeah, Colts are in good shape. They have a lot of good uh, nuts and bolts to help them through this all and get better at get improving and uh, move on from, from veterans who are fading, but also help the young players overall starting with Wentz in 2021. So the, we uh, finished up our breakdown of the Colts here. Check out the Texans and the other teams. I broke down all the other 16 teams from the AFC East, NFC East, AFC North, and AFC North. If you missed any of those shows, those are still up, so you can go listen to those. We will move on and look at the Jaguars next. Yes, the Jaguars, very interesting. With Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, all that good stuff with the Jaguars. They're suddenly going to be a buzzworthy team this season. And uh, this offseason begins it all here in 2021. Then we'll close with that mighty team from Nashville, the Tennessee Titans, looking at our AFC South team. So we'll get to those two teams. Again, uh, we'll break in if there's another uh, part of uh, breaking news Related to uh, offensive skill players, we'll jump into that. But then after we get into the AFC South, naturally we'll get into the NFC South, starting with the Atlanta Falcons. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.